you know, we've been hearing things about certain Christian singers um, and Christian people who are saying things that are not Christian-like, you know, they're living a life that's not Christian life, and there's always an excuse. So it made me think about Jesus Christ who walked on this earth and never sinned, okay? We as humans say, well, I'm a human being. He was God incarnate. Yes, he was, but he was also a man. He also got angry. I believe God, Jesus even laughed a little bit. But I've never heard where he got so angry with somebody who said something that he didn't like that he cursed them. You understand that he lost his 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 control over his own self because of what somebody was saying about him or saying to him or saying about his father that he laughed out and said, oh, you MF, oh, you this. And everybody that I've seen with this situation that came up saying, oh, man, you know, it happens. You know, your children get you into a place where, you know, you don't know what you're going to say. You should. I'm not saying be perfect, but you should know how to control yourself. Because if you say you got Christ in you, then that means you do what he do. You do what he did in those kind of situations. He should have, you step back. When your children cursing you, if they cursing you, <laughs> are they saying something that's way out of line? What you supposed to do as a Christian? You don't get up in their face and start going right back with them that doing the same thing they do. No, you step back. You say, whoa, okay, maybe we need to stop this conversation. Maybe this conversation is not ready to be, to be spoken because we're going to get in the place that we shouldn't be or I'm going to get in the place that I shouldn't be in, in order for me to keep my Christianity and make my Jesus proud of me is for me to step back, let you have it. Curse all you want to, but I'm walking away. Call me what you want to call me, but I'm walking away. And everybody was screaming, oh, you know, man, you know, I get it. Because, you know, people put you in the place. And I had one of my relatives say, well, you just don't know what you're going to do. Oh, but you can say what somebody else is going to do and how horrible it is that they did it. But you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know what you're going to do. You might... You might just laugh. You might. You might, depending on what's going on. You just might. But the thing about it is, this shouldn't be a reoccurring. It's just like these, these so-called pastors of these big churches get caught up in adultery. And what somebody say? Everybody make mistakes. God know my heart. Yeah, God knew you wanted to sleep with that person. That's what God knew. He looked in your heart and he saw lust. Okay? So if you saying God knows your heart, you better be running because you don't want God to know your heart. Because if he knows your heart, he knows you would lust it after that woman or after that man. So why we always say, oh, 
He know my heart. Yeah. You better be careful. You better be careful of saying that stuff. And every time they do it, they get up in front of their congregation crying and saying how sorry they are. I'm so sorry. I, I, it was a mistake. Okay, that's the second time you done did it. That's the second time you done did it. So can you tell me you haven't learned what's a mistake and what's willful? You haven't learned that, Mr. Pastor, Mrs. Pastor? You haven't learned the fact that when you go into somebody's house or go into a motel room, you are deliberately sinning against God? That's a deliberate act. I don't know how you mistake and have sex in the first place. Somebody needs to tell me. How, you, he just fell on top of the woman or something? He was, he was standing up trying to take his socks off and he fell on top of her? Come on, man. Don't make sense to me. But we always got an excuse. I can't be like Jesus. You know, he, he had all the power. But he said that we have the same power when we give up the sins that we carry, the sins that we're doing. If we let them go and give them to him, he will give us the power to overcome anything, anything that comes our way. He didn't say some of it. He didn't say, maybe that problem. No, he said, anything. He said, resist the devil and he will flee. So what is he telling you? He said, oh, oh, pastor, you see that woman trying to talk to you? Run the other way. Run the other way. Tell her to get out your face. You are a married man. You love your wife. You love your children. And you will never do nothing like this against your family, your God, and you, she better get a running. And if she hear that and see that you are true and honest about what you said, she's going to run the other way. He said, resist, and he will flee. So when them curse words start coming up into your spirit, and you saying, oh, this boy, oh, this girl finna get on my nerves, I'm finna say something. What you do? You run the other way. You resist him. Resist it. And the devil will flee. He will leave you alone for a moment, but he will leave you alone at that moment that you need to be away from that person who's trying to get you to the point where you're doing something. And see, the problem is with this one man, I'll say his name, Kurt Franklin. The problem was the son already knew who his daddy is. He knew. He was like, all, all I got to do is say some stuff, and daddy's going to show up. Because why would he be recording anyway? Because he knew he was going to push his daddy over the top. He knew that's what his daddy usually do. He knew it. So it's not like it was a surprise to him because daddy done did this before. But this time he decided, I'm going to let the world see who my father is. I'm going to let the world see he be singing all these Christian songs and talking all this junk about how he loved Jesus. I'm going to show these people who my daddy is. So instead of his daddy being like Christ, his daddy became worldful, became like the world. Because that's in it. Okay, what does the Bible say? What is on the inside, eventually is going to come out. Eventually, that hatred I have for you, 
I'm going to show it. Eventually, <laughs> those cuss words that I be cursing at night, and nobody don't hear me, but, you know, my wife or my husband or my friend, that's going to come out in front of somebody you don't want it to come out in front of. Eventually, what's inside of you, so when you see these men be talking about, and these women too, I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to have sex with a, you know, them to say, y'all forgive me. You know what? <sighs> forgive you? Forgive you for what? Standing up there asking for forgiveness because it's in you. If you don't get that lust out of your eyes, you're going to go and you're going to do it again. And the next time, you're going to fall harder. God getting tired of us pretending that we know him and that we love him and that we're going to obey him because nobody's doing it. That's why the Bible says a remnant shall be saved. What's a remnant? You never heard of people talking about a, a remnant of a, of a carpet? It's the piece that's like some pieces that's left over. It's not going to be all of us going to heaven. It's going to be a remnant. Why? Because everybody don't want to be obedient. That's why the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. I can go without eating like they say. I'm going to fast. You can fast. <laughs> you can fast for a month. Lose 50 pounds looking dead like you're dying. But in your heart, you're still evil. You're still talking about your friends. You're still cussing your mama out. You're still drinking all night. You're still talking nonsense about everybody. Still doing it. What was the fast? What did that fast get you? To lose some weight? <laughs> it didn't help your relationship with Christ because you're still the devil. You know, I tell, I tell people, they'll do something. I say, you nothing but the devil. Oh, I can't believe you call me the devil. You are the devil. Look how you're living. Look what you're saying out your mouth. Look at you. When somebody try to tell you to do right or tell you how, what's right, you get an attitude. You turn around, oh, I don't even listen. I don't know what she's talking about. She don't know what she's talking about. I can live and do what I want to do. I ain't hurting nobody. It's all me. Uh-huh. Let me tell you something. As long as there's somebody on earth who care about you, what you do affecting somebody else. If I love you and you out there sleeping with Man after man after man after man. You going this man, that man. You think that ain't hurting me? That hurts me. Because my child, my friend, my mama, whoever it is, is in need of some help. They're going down the wrong road. And I can't stop it. So that's going to hurt me. I'm going to hurt for you. You know, stop thinking y'all in this world by yourself. You're not in the world by yourself. Somebody either watching you or somebody who care about you, they, they crying and praying for you. And if you say, well, I don't have nobody who's praying for me or there's nobody who, who loves me, God does. Jesus prayed for you. He prayed to God for you. When you be in there mumbling, you don't know what to say, you crying. God, Jesus says, I got this. I got that prayer in the palm of my hand, and I'm taking it to my father, and he's going to do what he wants to do with your prayer. He got you. He got you. 
Don't you worry about none of it. You know, you got a child that's going out, doing something, you just like, you just don't understand how. Why? You, you're just so confused. And you're like, God, I be praying for them. And, you know, I try to help them. I'm worried about them. And they still be doing the same thing. Let it go. Give it to God and let it go. I've learned that in this past two weeks that I can't do anything to make a grown person change who they are. I can't do anything. Now, if I had the power to change my children, my grandchildren, my sisters and brothers, my cousins and friends, if I had the power to change them, you think they wouldn't be changed already? Come on now. I would already have done it. But I don't have that power. And the thing about it is, God got the power to change them, but they got to want it. God can make us all obey him. <laughs> Think about it. He can make us all obey him. We out here thinking, oh, I do what I want to do. I, I go go here and do this and, and talk to this person and sleep with this person and drink on it. I don't care. I do what I want to do. God come in, snap. You ain't doing what you want to do. So we got to be careful of what we saying out of our mouths. But those children who we say are wayward, they're doing the stuff that's going against Christ. Give it to God. Love that person like you don't even care they're doing it. Love them. I'm not saying I don't say show them you okay. What I mean is live like you don't care that they are doing it. So you loving on them. They come see you and like, oh. you look at them and you know they done did whatever they were doing. And you, 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 you just swallow it. And say, Jesus, Jesus, I need the power, Lord. I need you here with me to love on my child, to love on my friend, to love on my mama, to love on my brother. I need you here to help me love this person right in this moment. So when they leave this house or they leave this street where we talking at or they leaving this parking lot, you let them sit down one night and think and say, God, dog, and my mama, she loved me. She didn't look at me stupid. She didn't say nothing stupid. She just loved on me. And I got to do something about that. I got to learn what she knows. I got to take the gospel of what she's been trying to teach me, and I want it on the inside of me. One person. You can lead one person to Christ. It might not be your child. It might be some other person's child. It might be some old person that you don't matter with. But one person that you can lead to Christ. They will be rejoicing in heaven, the Bible says. Re mm, rejoicing over one soul. We got to get it right, people. People are dying for nothing. Nothing. They're dying for nothing. People shooting somebody because, oh, he didn't invite me to a birthday party. Really? You're going to kill little children because you didn't go to a, a child's birthday party? Come on. The world is sad. The pandemic has been a mess. A mess. People hating, getting worse. 
I hate you because you're black. I hate you because you're Asian. I hate you because you're white. I hate you. I hate you because you love puppies. I hate you because you love dirt. I hate you because of whatever. Just you. And nobody cares. And when I say that statement, nobody cares. That's what it looks like. Nobody cares. So if you say you love Jesus Christ, please, please. Love him for real. Obey what the Bible tells you to do. And I know people say, uh, I don't know if I can, you know. I had a friend say, I, can, I don't see how you do it, girl. I can't go without sex. And I want to say to myself, <laughs> every time you lay in your bed and ain't nobody in there with you, you're going without sex. Every time you go to work, you're going without sex. When you go to a free house, and your friends say, come over for dinner, you're going without sex. You're in the bathroom peeing, you're going without sex. So how are you saying you can't go without sex? That's just a uh, trick of the devil. A trick of the devil. Because anybody can go without sex. Anybody. That's all in your mind. You're just telling yourself you can't. Because the devil's saying, yeah, I just know you, girl. You know you got to have it. You know how it make you feel. Yeah, for a couple of seconds, and it's over. And then you're laying there looking stupid because the person who you just had sex with looking at you like, well, I think I'll go to Jane's house next. I think I'll go to John's house this time. I don't care nothing about you. Nothing. Y'all better start looking at these people and how they act, how they react to situations because they're trying to tell you, this is who I am. And if you want to accept it, that's all on you. If you don't want to accept it, you better run the other way. Get on it, y'all. Let's get on it. Let's stop making excuses for ourselves. I'm talking about me also. Stop making excuses. So when we do something wrong, we just say, God, forgive me. God, I'm sorry. Please take this, whatever it is, out of me. I don't want it anymore. I don't want to react like that anymore when my child do me like this. I don't want to say crazy stuff when my when my husband do me like this, we want Jesus Christ to keep us. But the only way he's going to keep us, we got to want to be kept. I see death all around these past couple of weeks. Near death all around these past couple of weeks. I wonder who's listening. I wonder Who's trying to do better? I wonder who's saying, oh, my God, I better get it right. Right then and right now. Not next week. <laughs> but right now, who? What the Bible? Elijah? Who? Who will you serve? Who are you going to serve? You know, I love when I tell my, grand, my grandkids and I say, you know, being a liar, because I tell them I hate, I hate lies. I hate you when you lie. I can't stand it. And I'll tell them, you know, the devil is your father. Because he's the father of all lies. Oh, Grandma. Oh, no. Are you for... Yes. So when you say you love God, but you a liar, something ain't, something ain't you do. Let me tell you, that puzzle is not going to work. Because you're putting it, all, you're putting it together wrong. You cannot 
be lying every day. And I ain't talking about what you said something and be like, oh, I ain't. I'm talking about when you willfully lying on purpose. And the Bible telling you that the devil is the father of all lies. Telling you that. So that means if you lie, you can't be telling me, oh, God is my father. I love him dearly. You know, Jesus Christ, oh, my gosh. I can't imagine what I would be like if he wasn't for him. And, he, and, and he's sitting up there saying, excuse me? Because <laughs> um, something must be missing. Because you still living a crazy life. You still being disobedient. So we cannot be talking about how God is our father when I'm not obeying his word. So let's get this thing together, people. Let's pray and be real about who we are with Christ. And if you are without Christ, you need to jump on board, honey. You need to get you a Bible and don't let nobody, don't let nobody tell you how to... How to read the word and get the don't you pray before you read that Bible. Pray and say, God, give me the understanding. Help me to understand what I'm reading. He will, He will. If I'm not alive, He will give you the revelation that you need when you read that, when you read His Word. You don't even have to worry about it. You just gotta be sincere. You gotta be real. Your heart gotta be open. You cannot be saying stuff out your mouth and at the same time your ears are closed. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't say, oh, yeah, I want, I want to go to church and I want to, get, I want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And then you walk out to church and you're lusting over all the women you see coming out of church. No shame. No shame whatsoever. So how is it going to happen? You have to say, Lord, Jesus Take these eyes of mine and give me yours so I can stop looking at these women and lusting. I can stop looking at these men and lusting. Take it from me, Lord. But you got to be real. You got to be sincere. Then, you know, people say, oh, God, know my heart. Like I said before, you don't want them to know your heart because your heart is dirty. Your heart is full of vile, nasty, and, and meanness. You don't want him to know your heart. Because if your heart, if you ain't obeying God, your heart is not clean. And if your heart is not clean, how do you expect God to come down and, and just take all your problems away? Yeah. When you dirty. Your mama told you to get in that, boy, get in that shower. You all dirty from playing that football. Get in that shower so we can go out to dinner. And you still walking around in your uniform smelling stinky and dirt all over you. And she said, well, we're getting ready to go. And we're not waiting. I told you to take a shower and clean yourself up. And then they leave you. And that's what's going to happen when that time's coming. Jesus come back. All these so-called Christians saying how they love Jesus are going to be left behind because they did not obey the word of God.